0: Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about Bitcoin is greater than real estate, Philip's thoughts on the rich tax avoidance FUD put out by ProPublica, and an example of lifestyle planning, And now, here's Philip.
1: All right, it is June 9th. Another day, another Bitcoin, not dollar. That's my new saying. Another day, another Bitcoin. I'm going to talk about a couple things today, but the first thing we're going to talk about is why Bitcoin is a better investment than real estate. And yeah, I'm partially trolling all my real estate homies, but this came out of a conversation from a... From a longtime friend and client who who was in a real estate business, and and he's been listening to my podcast, following me for a while, uh, and, and and you know, side note, I mean, I I I have clients that mostly only invest in real estate, and they've become clients because they like the idea of Bitcoin, and I, and I'm not shocked um, by it because when you understand the psychology of why people invest in real estate? Uh, it's it's for similar reason, right? So a lot of a lot of people, the, the 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 mindset of people who are hardcore real estate is they don't they don't like paper paper assets like stock because it's not it's not scarce stock. You know they can issue more stock, which dilutes you, um, and so that's that's not cool. With bonds, you know those are cool and they provide cash flow, but they could central bank can issue more. um, you know more more bonds and so for for generations you know people have considered real wealth wealth in scarce assets wealth in gold wealth in real estate things that uh, mankind can't print more of you, you've heard the saying where they go oh you can't make any more real estate and so real estate's been a phenomenal uh, scarce asset to own but he, here's the here's the current you know macro problem with real estate Before I get into even you know why it's you know why Bitcoin's a better investment, which this is tied into it, it's real estate can't grow faster than income. So if you think about renting properties to uh, people, right, multifamily, sure you can. You know, you you you, on real estate you make the income you make from the rental property, which which you call cap rates, and those are relatively low. But that's one component of your return. The second component of your return is appreciation, and so. Um, if, 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 if the cap rates are low and the income of the people has, has not been growing, like the income of the average person in America has like been super slow over the last 20, 30 years, then, then you add up those two returns and you're like, okay, it's pretty low returns moving forward. And, and this goes back to talking to my buddy, who's a real estate pro, like every real estate pro agrees. Yeah. The, the, the cap rates are low and the appreciation of, uh, income or of the income on real estate over the next, you know, foreseeable future is relatively low. So that's multifamily. Then you move to office and that's a disaster, right? Nobody wants to invest in office right now because that's being completely disrupted by technology from work from home, from, from over, from overvalued properties moving forward. And it got overvalued a couple of different reasons. A 1970s, we start using tons and tons of leverage, right? And, and if you listen to a previous episode, I talked about the fact of, you know, in the current system, you know, stocks are overvalued, real estate's overvalued because we use so much debt. and And you could think of, you could think of debt in a system, really like a, a person, right? If a person, you know, starts off with no debt and then they start making more money and then they can get more and more debt, it gets to a point to where they get to a point to where they're maxed out on their debt and they're getting and they can't pay it and they're getting ready to file bankruptcy. Um, you, you know, for the foreseeable future, that person can't take on much more debt and they can't increase their balance sheet or quality of life much more. That's where the global world is, right? So, so we're maxed out on debt. Um, so that, that, want, that is a big component of real estate return and the, you know, and the prices going up because if, if people were buying it with just regular money, non-debt, it would not have appreciated as much over the last 30, 40 years as it did. Um, but Now, since that's going to be less available, it definitely can't appreciate it much. And as a matter of fact, the prices want to go back to where they naturally should be in all asset classes, which is why you see so much money printing. But I don't want to digress on that. The point is multifamilies, low growth office is a disaster, probably going to lose money on that if you invest in office um, space as an asset class in general. Um, you know, manufacturing's decent, but 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 same thing. You want to look at all right. Cap rates relatively low. You know what is the um, you know what is the growth rate of owning industrial manufacturing products? You know, it, it, it probably is. You know, one of the better um, you know returns, even over multifamily, if you are investing right properly. Because I do think we're going to get. Um, you know, more manufacturing, but you, but that's uncertain because you also have in the headwind of manufacturing, 3D printing <laughs> taken off, which means we need less and less space. And eventually 3D printing comes into the home. So you got a lot of uncertainty there, but, you know, um, let's say that's the best opportunity. R- retail, another disaster, high-risk type situation because of the continued e-commerce trend that's dominated and destroyed retail and restaurants. And so you know, you have, you know, you, 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 let's, let's say you have some good returns and let's even, let's even say in, in real estate, you know um, with the right opportunities, you still can continue to potentially do better than uh, the average stock in the stock market. I call it S and P 500 stock. You're probably not going to be do better than like the, 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 the companies that are killing it in the new age, like the zooms, the squares, the, the Teslas, etc. But yeah, you know, SP S- 500. You probably can continue to beat the SP 500 in um, in real estate if you're invested in the right in the right parts. So, so you have that you have that backdrop. It's, it's, it's overvalued. A lot of the markets being disrupted. Not much debt. Um, and and then you have the psychology changes. So a, a lot of the growth also came from the fact where you had foreign nationals. You know, over the last decade that were taking money out of their country and buying American assets because they wanted exposure to American dollar assets because you know they, they didn't trust their government. American dollar assets were the envy of the world. Real estate is a asset you can own where you can collect American dollars via rent. And that's slowing down. As I mentioned in the previous episode, China's no longer buying US uh, bonds, Russia stopped. Like the world is saying, hey, when the US gets upset with us, you know, like if I'm a foreign national and they're mad at our country, they may freeze my assets in the United States or or, or take my assets. But they're becoming the US is becoming as hostile to foreigners as um as as foreign governments are, um, that the people are 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 fleeing from. So they're like, well, man, like you, you would have people that would just like put 25 million down in the house in the Hamptons, never go there, but they just wanted to park their cash somewhere where it'll be relatively uh, safe. And so you also have that negative. So, you know, the positives of real estate is it's scarce, it's a good return with debt, which again won't grow much in the future. And and and, and it's part of like how the old, the old system, I'm talking about old system versus new system, how the old system worked um with, with lots of debt versus the new system, which is going to be built on networks. I talked about that in previous podcast episodes. The 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 downside to real estate is it's not liquid. So it's not easy to get your money out uh and sell it if you need it you can't transport your, your $25 million home out of the Hamptons. Cause if you, if you take that $25 million property out of the Hamptons and you move it to, you know, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, it's not worth the same and, and people, well, why would you want to transport it? Well, I mean, again, you know, what if your government gets hostile, right? What if you want to move that property? I mean, you, you can't, it's only worth $25 million like in the, you know, in the Hamptons and, and again, a big reason why the appreciation of New York real estate and all kinds of real estate all over the uh, U.S. was just to park money somewhere where it was relatively safe. It wasn't because they wanted a house in the Hampton for a lot of people. Um, and the real estate pros, you know, understand this, uh, understand what I'm talking about. So, you know, you can't transport it. That's a, that's a negative. And the government can seize it if they want to. So let's look at Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin is scarce. Uh, it's it's provided a good return without leverage, right? Bitcoin's generated something like a 200% return a year um, or a little under that over the last uh, 10, 12 years, you know, versus real estate, which the the best operators long-term returns been what, 30, 40% uh, a year. And that's with a lot of debt, Um, with all those positives that I was mentioning, uh, headwinds in the market that won't be headwinds moving forward so even when you adjust both returns lower over the next 10 years which i believe they will be a little bit lower um, you still have bitcoin as a um as a better potential return specifically because this is an asset that is going to in my opinion suck up all the fixed income uh treasury assets it's 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 replacing the treasury bond um as the central collateral of a new financial system. Right. And, and um, you know, so there's like over a hundred trillion dollars worth of treasury bonds, government bonds, earning negative real returns after you factor in uh, inflation and that money wants to go to the new reserve asset. And it's going little by little, as a matter of fact, side note, uh, I think I mentioned yesterday, El Salvador, uh, proposing a bill to make Bitcoin legal, t- legal tender bill passed yesterday already. It's the domino effect. And this is something that Bitcoiners talk, have talked about for a long time. They talked about first starts with the people. Then then the you know, savvy investors invest in it. Then you have institutional investors. Then you have corporate treasury so that we've up the curve. Then you got when you get governments uh, adopted, that's when the adoption gets explosive, because if you have the current system built on Countries having to save their savings in U.S. Treasury bills, then when 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 the government when U.S. prints money, that makes the value of your savings worth less. If the U.S. doesn't want to issue you uh, Treasury bonds and lock you out of the system, that's you know that is uh, detrimental uh, to to you. If the U.S. goes into a recession and you own the Treasury bonds, like that affects you. And so everybody, you know, people, don't, nobody wants to be beholden to another country's economic situation and no people want to be beholden to a government who can print money. And so it's natural to move that reserve asset um, to a, a a scarce resource that can't be printed um, and has all the attributes that I mentioned before about Bitcoin. So so we're in the process of that adoption happening, going back to, again, the new, the new leverage, the new form of leverage is the network. We're reworking the money network, the biggest network in the world. And so as Bitcoin goes from a 600 billion dollar market cap product like it is right now to a hundred trillion dollar, you know, uh, asset class, which I believe is where it's going because it's going to replace the reserve, um, you know, reserve currency of the of the globe. Heck, even if it goes to 20 trillion dollar asset, 50 trillion dollar asset, I believe it's going to 100. But um, that upside is where a lot of the return comes from and why I'm so bullish on the return and why projections of and why Bitcoin has been. Uh, growing at, a, at an aggressive pace, sucking up all the money um, that would normally go there. So um, scarce, a good return. Liquid, right? It's liquid. If you want to sell your Bitcoin today, it's liquid market. Transferable. You know, if you if you if you say, hey, I'm in I'm, I'm in the U S. and they're hostile. I mean, I woke up this morning when I read the El Salvador news and I looked over at my wife and I said, hey Kelly, you want to move to El Salvador? She said, no. You know, but if we wanted to. Um, like we could, we just sell our stuff, move, take our Bitcoin. Like we don't got to like, you know what I mean? Like we, we can sell our house to put all of our assets, um, onto our Bitcoin. And, you know, we don't even, we don't even need our hardware wallets. We can just memorize the, um, uh, the seed phrases and then go to El Salvador, plug into the internet and have our money. Like that's, that's game changing. It's as game changing as when, you know, same way the same way communication allows us to communicate virtually. I can do a podcast and talk to you know thousands of people, you know a month, right? game changing we now in technology, we can transfer our value um, like <laughs> invisibly. You know what I mean? We can com- communicate invisibly. like we can transfer our value using a network. Um, that's like revolutionary. that's that's why I call it printing press when people really understand it, it's printing press level technology that changes the world. So transferable, transferable, I mean, and the government can't seize it. Right. Despite the government lie that they talk about, they, they were saying, Oh yeah. You know, we, 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 we hacked their Bitcoin password. They didn't, they, they it went, went the research has already been done. We went through it. They, 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 they found the um, computer that the person was using as a password. Um, and, um, you know, and got in and got into the computer with the password. Right. That 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 that's just that's just the hackers using a ter- you know, not being super smart, which which you can which you can speculate on. Well, if they're sophisticated hackers, which most tech people who are sophisticated who can hack are pretty sophisticated. I uh, I I have a hard time believing that they would just um you know, they would they would do something that that stupid, that elementary if they're that sophisticated, which which brings a whole level of conspiracy up as a second attack on, on, on Bitcoin from the state. But I digress. My point is the um, government can't seize it. They, you, you you can you know, they can put a gun to your head and and, and, and ask you for your, uh, you know, for your passcode and you can tell them or not tell them, you know, but they can't they can't seize it from you. What I'm saying is, and I'm not saying don't do real estate, right? I just I have people think of real estate more like bonds, right, of the hard asset world. So in the, in, in in the stock and bond world, people will invest in bonds if they have a lower risk tolerance, one will settle for a lower return for you know um, lower volatility, uh, and they they invest in stocks for a higher potential return with higher volatility, and they might have cash for even lower return than bonds for even the less volatility. That that's that's Bitcoin is the stock of the hard asset world, gold is the cash of the hard asset world, and real estate is the bond of the hard asset world. And so you know, real estate can provide the cash flow, low volatility. Gold can be used just as a protection, protecting your purchasing power. And Bitcoin is where, if you want to really knock out of the park, that's where uh, that's where to store money uh, in the in the hard asset world. From my point of view, next topic. So um, I woke up this morning and. You know, my wife asked me, uh, she was watching uh, Good Morning America, and they were talking about the the ProPublica, you know, scandal of how these billionaires pay so little in tax. Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, all these folks. And they were showing the examples. And I was like, and, it, and, I, and I basically was like, this is another example of the fake news. And I text my buddy. I said, hey, uh, he's, a, he's a conservative. I was like, man, I'm starting to understand why Trump disliked the media. And would do fake news because I've been dealing with their uneducated, stupid fud around uh, Bitcoin, and it's it's like blatant either dump, you know, idiocracy, or just intentional negligence. And so I was like, same thing. I said, listen, I said when they, they, it was like one reference point where they're like, you know, Jeff Bezos made three point eight billion in two thousand and eight, and he paid no income tax, or something like that. I'm I messed up the numbers and dates, but I was like, Kelly, what they're counting is like. You know, these wealthy people, they make a lot of their money in the appreciation of their stock. Right. It's not they're not uh, in that example. Specifically, it wasn't like Jeff Bezos was paid three point eight billion dollars in salary, which is W2 income or, you know, sold three point eight billion dollars worth of of an investment, which he would have paid a lower tax, a capital gains tax but this was zero tax. That was just, so this was just appreciation. So I was like, "Would it?" so I basically was like, what they're basically doing is is saying, hey, if our house appreciated 40,000, 50,000, $100,000 in a year, then we should claim that as income. And she's like, yeah, that that don't seem right. I was like, it's not. I say, but they're, they're comparing, you know, most billionaires, they, um, their wealth appreciates, but they're counting the wealth appreciation as income in this, in this, um, in this quote unquote expose or in this gotcha moment, which a, you know, I think it's, you know, I think it's bullshit that they uh, hack the system and put their information out there for, for political agenda purposes or for clicks or whatever. Uh, secondarily, you know, I think this blatant, uh, again, it goes back to either they're dumb as hell, right? Either they're dumb and they don't understand taxes and they haven't really paid attention when they file their taxes, right? Or they're intentionally negligent. And I tend to think they're intentionally negligent. So I'm not debating whether the tax code should be changed and simplified. I think it should be changed and simplified. But I think like misleading people and saying, oh, you know, they pay low taxes because of, you know, some illegal loophole. Or, I'm like, no, like they're count- like you're counting either appreciation of assets or you're counting when they when they make sales and they get long term capital gains, which is a lower tax rate than ordinary income right? Which anybody can do. And we all appreciate when when we do sell our investments. You know, I think the, you know, anyway, I I, I digress, right? They're, they're picking on the wrong parts of the tax code that are, um, they're, they're lying about the wrong part of the tax code. They should attack the stuff like carried interest and the other loopholes that are like, you know, definitely, definitely like you don't, you, you don't have to, um, nobody debates whether carried interest is a is a terrible deal that skews towards the rich and if you don't know what that is look it up but this other stuff is just stupid last last topic um, i'm gonna so i've been talking about planning instead of focusing on planning for retirement planning for the lifestyle you want so i had a client i was talking about i'm going to change up the the, the 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 circumstances and the and the facts to protect the innocent but basically she's a uh, makes good money doing what she does works a lot of hours um you know, let's call her a consultant and, um, you know, and she's burnt out. Right. And she wants to enjoy life, have more fun. Uh, but she saves a lot. And so we, we looked at her plan and, and I said, Hey, look, listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we, um, and she'd already, she already had, you know, two years of her, uh, really four years of what she needed to live on saved up. Um, but she was thinking about buying a house uh, another house as well, a bigger house, and so we said, "Hey, let's, let's let's build this plan. So let's let's plan to in five years, you know, have your home completely paid off. Which means when you buy this house, we're going to use a big down payment on it. Uh, you're going to continue to save and invest, but we're going to save and invest more into um, a, a brokerage account that allows you to have access um, to your money if you need it whenever you get ready in five years to go pursue your dream. Which which her her dream job would be." Um, you know nonprofit helping people in a community, um, which uh, which is a significantly lower pay, but she's gonna supplement that with uh, you know being a uh, you know being a professor at a college. And so she'd be a professor which frees up her time to volunteer more. Um, and so we 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 built that plan over five years. Uh, and what what we set it up for is in five years, even if she'd never invested another dollar moving forward, you know, even if she' never invested another dollar, um, until she was 70 or 75, she would still have something like five, $6 million by that time, which can cover her lifestyle. And so she, so in five years she can pursue her dream life, do the work she wanted to work. And, and at that point, she doesn't worry about retirement because she can do that work for the rest of her life and and be really secure. Right. And she has plenty of time to like, just enjoy life and travel and do what she and do what she wants to do which is what she wants to do and so that's a that's that's an example and that's again I, I haven't shared these examples much i need to share them more and more but i do this like all the time with clients and so i'm going to start talking about different examples different um, ideas that i share with clients on an ongoing basis uh in this podcast as well so until tomorrow y'all enjoy this beautiful day we'll talk soon thanks bye